Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour, where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the phony fuckboys, Tinder trolls, and Bumble bitches. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, all right, all right. What is up? Hey, how you doing, everyone? Welcome to my show. If you are new to the program, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. This week is no exception. This week, we've got on the show Allison. But first, show dates, people. Show dates. All right. Connecticut. March 3rd, I'm going to be at Comics at Mohegan Sun on the 4.30 p.m. show. Would love to see some fan whores in the audience for that. Then March 11th in Brooklyn, I will be at Tender Trap uh, for the Keith and the Girl anniversary show. Definitely not a typical type of stand-up show. We will be celebrating 13 years of Keith and the Girl, a podcast I have been on many, many times Always have a good time on. So uh, do come to that. That's going to be at 7 o'clock. And if you want any more information on those show dates and others, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. I've got two announcements for you people. Two announcements. One very good. One very sad. I'm going to start with the good one. We're going to start exciting. Then I'm going to bring in the bad news. And then we're going to ramp it back up with a really good uh, advice email. And then we're going to get to this week's guest, Allison. The first announcement is Man Horcon tickets are on sale. Yes, not only do we have dates for this year's Man Horcon, we got tickets, baby. We got tickets. Man Horcon in New York City this year is going to be August 3rd through August 5th. And tickets are already on sale. I had a promotion where I was like, well, the first five tickets. Uh, will be discounted. However, uh, people have already bought the first five tickets <laughs> and more. We've I've already sold more weekend passes on the first day than we had all of last year. So Manorcon this year, going to be dope as fuck. How can you get tickets? Super early bird discounts 
are going to be available for a limited time only at manhorpod.com slash tickets. So go scoop those up now. How did, by the way, how did the, those first five tickets get sold? How did anyone know to buy them? Those of you who are subscribed to my mailing list are the first to find out much of this exciting news, whether that be special discounts or events in my life. So head on over to manwhorepod.com, sign up for the mailing list on the right-hand side. Any of y'all on mobile, it's at the bottom of the page. I'm a, I'll be telling you plenty about Manwhorecon over the coming weeks and coming months, but the first thing you need to know is that tickets are on sale and you're going to want to go get one. The second announcement I've got, less happy. My girlfriend that I announced on the show last month dumped me about an hour or so before the Super Bowl, which which for me drove me nuts because I said, you know, if Tom Brady wins and I'm dumped, I don't think I can handle that. Where's the Golden Gate Bridge? I'm not serious, everyone. Come on, settle down. I'm a comedian. I just fucking hate Tom Brady. Uh, it was rough. It was not. It was a. It was not a good breakup. It was not amicable. I would argue that you know when Paige and I broke up. By the time I left, it was somber and sad. But the relationship ended with a hug and a kiss. This one ended over the phone, angry at each other. Those of you who follow me on social media know already that uh, I was going through a breakup. Am going through a breakup. Y'all have seen uh, the good, bad, and the ugly of my tweets regarding such a thing. I think I've said what I've needed to say. I put out a Facebook post on the the fan page, kind of going into it. I'll I'll include a link to that in the show notes if you want to know more about how I feel about the breakup. I don't think I'm going to get into it here on the podcast I don't think I'm going to go like do a deep dive on it. I'm still processing and trying to figure out what was real, what was manipulative, where I fucked up, where they fucked up. I will say this much is when I asked my ex if they wanted to be my girlfriend, they were a little unsure and and said, you know, I'm fucked up, right? And I told them, hey, I'm fucked up too. Like, let's be two fucked up people together. How could this go wrong? Two super fucking flawed people in a relationship. I'm sure this will be great. And uh, for me, it was great. Except for the parts that weren't. And that's, you know, kind of part of what leads to the breakup. So I've I've said this on social media. I've said this on the podcast when we were together. And I'm going to repeat it one more time. Please leave my ex alone. Please do not DM them. Please not do not try to hunt them down and stalk their social media. Please do not go find their accounts and then read a, their thoughts on the breakup and then report back to me. I don't want to know. I don't care. Wh- whatever they need to say is whatever they need to say. If it makes them feel better. Something someone said to me uh, amidst all of this is hurt people hurt people. And that goes both ways. I was a hurt person hurting people. They are a hurt person hurting me. But just like leave it be. Okay? For me. 
if you want to know any more about my breakup, the only place I think, and you know, it's so it's kind of, it's kind of funny. The only place I have talked a little bit more in depth about the breakup besides social media has been on the Keith and the girl podcast, which I was on last week. And I would encourage you all to go listen to that episode. I did an episode two days after my breakup with Paige. I did this one about a week after this breakup. Uh, the episode is titled Unzipped. It's number 2807. Go check that out. We we do talk a lot about my breakups, plural, and why I am possibly a, a sociopath. So you can check that out if you want to learn more. But for now, um, you know, I will talk about it in more detail when I think I am ready to do so. Uh, so let's let's and and thank you to everyone so far who has DM'd me and emailed me who who's noticed on social media that this happened and and said nice things. Y'all are very helpful. I am very grateful that I have a community on which to lean for support. Before we get to this week's guest, Allison, uh, there's an email I want to read y'all. Good email. Good advice email. Spice things up. We're going to call her E, okay? E writes, hello from city not in this country. Hope you're well. I've been a listener for over a year now, and I love the podcast. I'm a 32-year-old straight female Irish, but living in city, not in this country. I grew up in a conservative Catholic home and all my relationships until I moved to this city four years ago were very vanilla. Since moving, I have developed a love for what I'd consider mild to moderate kink. I've been in one 18-month mostly vanilla relationship in the past four years, which has recently ended. I am loving being back in the single, promiscuous market and experimenting with my kinky side. I recently went on what started out as an innocent Tinder date. I had no plans to sleep with him. In fact, I was determined not to. The date went really well, and towards the end of things, it got a little heated in the bar. His wandering hands discovered I was wearing lace-topped suspenders under my dress, and things went from there. We ended up back at my place and had sex. While we were fooling around, it became apparent to him that I enjoyed to be dominated in the bedroom. We had fun, fell asleep, and then he left. That's the backstory. Basically, over the past two weeks, we've been texting, calling, and video calling daily. He revealed to me that he loves to dominate and wants me to be his sub outside the bedroom, as well as in bed. I'm so intrigued and turned on, but I'm also nervous. As a rule, I hate being told what to do unless it's in bed. So as you can imagine, I was surprised to find myself spending my Sunday afternoon photographing all my shoes so he could see and review. I was also surprised how much it turned me on. He has forbidden me to touch myself or orgasm until he sees me again. He has told me exactly what to wear on our next date, down to the color of my nail polish. I've been the perfect sub and, have, and obeyed all his commands. This is fun and completely fine by me. Where I start to get nervous is when he tells me things like he will sometimes treat me so badly that I'll hate him but other times they'll treat me like I'm the only girl in the world. He has told me he wants to break me down to remove any bad habits from past relationships, and then he can rebuild me exactly how he wants. If I'm honest, I have trust issues. 
And it takes me a long time to trust that the person I'm with wants to be with me and that they won't leave me. I am petrified that I'm going to get so sucked into this and that he'll then drop me in a month or two and leave me broken. But I am so intrigued by this and by him that I want to carry on. I'm seeing him tomorrow. I'm nervous and excited. I imagine by the time you reply, I'll already have an update for you on how things went, but I would love to hear your opinion on this. I'm so new to the DS scenario. Help! So yeah, this email, uh, this is talking about a 24-7 DS relationship. 24-7 dom-sub relationships is when you control a person outside the bedroom as well as in the bedroom. You kind of dominate their life. Uh, E, I want to assure you, your trust issues are not the reason that you're nervous about entering a 24-7 DS relationship with a dude you've only known for two weeks. You should be nervous. That's intense. It seems like you've discovered something new and exciting, but like, and that's awesome. But 24-7 DS relationships are varsity level sex, arguably pro level. You describe having only limited experience with very mild kink. I'm guessing it's just some rough sex and just being told what to do a little. Like, maybe someone tied you up once. Does that sound about right? I think you're you're playing uh, outside of your depth here. There are a lot of quote-unquote doms out there. Fet life is full of dudes excited to be a dom. In reality, they're just excited to tell a woman what to do and not have to think about her pleasure or well-being. If the chick gets mad she didn't come, well, I'm not letting you come yet because I'm in charge, you slut. You're my slut. I tell you when to come if I'm not feeling lazy. A true dom? To my understanding, because remember, not an expert, a true dom cares about you as a human and cares about your pleasure. You are trusting this person with your body in a way that's way more intimate than vanilla sex. The red flag I see is this guy wants to jump to full force control before you even seem to truly know him. He is eager to break you, to rebuild you. You know, but is he willing to break you into kink? Does he know you're new to kink? I think that's an important question. Does he even know that you're new to this? If he is a responsible dominant and he knows you're super new, he would not rush to something so immersive. Picking your nail polish is cute. Uh, Making you hate him is not. So uh, I guess the first thing I need to ask you is, does he know that you're new? And if he doesn't, I think you just need to press pause for a moment and say, hey, I'm feeling nervous. I'm very new to all this. If he's responsible, he will slam on the brakes and say, hey, let's, okay, let's slow it down to something your speed. On a search of, is he really a dom on Google? This blog post popped up from DelaneMoore.com, and I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, This excerpt stood out. In a true DS relationship, the submissive's thoughts, feelings, and desires are the dom's primary concern and attention. Not just around sex, but in terms of her overall happiness in life. Joanne says a dominant should listen, contemplate, encourage her to dig deeper, and will attempt to hear not just what she says, but what she doesn't say. If you meet a dom for coffee who is mouthy, rude, judgmental, and focused on talking about sex, 
I'd say run for the hills. He's either a control freak or in it just for himself and the kinky sex. So E, you have a uh, you you've got trust issues. That's fine. You should feel comfortable asking him to slow down if you indeed would like to slow down. Because hey, I'm not going to tell you what you want in your life. If I were you, I'd tell him that you find all of this exciting, but that you're super new to kink and that you'd like to take the next few months to get to know him better. Like, what do you really even know about him, right? Uh, you'd like to take the few next few months to trust him because it's been two weeks. And you'd like to take the next few months to learn some BDSM basics. Nothing too wild. And that's very fair and reasonable to ask. Another excerpt from that blog post. If a self-proclaimed dominant is pushing you to get sexual early on in your relationship, you should treat that as a red flag. True dominants know that it takes trust which requires time to build as well as respect, honesty, and great communication in order for a DS relationship to gracefully and safely unfold. A lot of red flags here. You're super new. He might be new too. Who knows? Maybe he just watches a lot of kinky porn and goes like, oh, I want to do that, but hasn't actually like done it well and responsibly yet. Or maybe he's just a piece of shit. I don't know. I'm also going to give you uh, this link, uh, and and I'm going to put a link in the show notes. It's to a post called A Field Guide to Creepy Doms. So uh, I'll put a link to both posts in the show notes for everyone else to check out. And E, I hope you check them out as well. But, you know, take your time. Let me put it this way. If he's worthy of your submission, he'll slow down with you. And if he's pushy, say, bye. Deuces. You're creepy and controlling. Bye-bye. I hope this helps. Nothing wrong with wanting to jump into a kink uh, relationship, to want to jump to kinky sex, want to bring out some rope, do some spanking, some some choking, whatever. You want to do some degradation play. You want to jump into that. That's all well and good. But 24-7 BDSM life doming, that is... Like I said, that's beyond varsity level sex. Someone new to kink should not be doing varsity. You should be taking classes so that you can try out for JV. Uh, and if you want to send me your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, you can shoot that on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Now on to this week's guest, Allison. Allison, I went out with two and a half years ago. Uh, met her on Tinder. She was in between... Emily, the physical therapist who broke my heart, and meeting Paige, who I would end up meeting about a month or two later. You know, exiting Emily, I was in this total fuck feelings, I want to fuck phase, as sometimes I get into, especially like after I get my heart broken. So I I was doing that, and I in t- this was 2015 was not the most like ethical dude about things in that I was too focused on the sex at times. I would get so caught up in like, well, I'm fucking, and we're fucking right, so we I'm just gonna treat you like someone I fuck and not like a human being. I can think of other instances from this specific era these uh these several months of this era where i exhibited shitty behaviors 
This also took place, I don't know, about a month or two after my, uh, what I call the incident on Twitter, uh, where I got into a major fight and was a huge asshole to uh, a few people in the sex pods community that I sometimes reference. So it's, you know, just just in general, not the, not the best time, uh, not my best showing as a human. (laughs) And I met this really nice girl, Allison, and had some fun. She took me home. We fooled around a bit. And then I acted like a fuck boy via text message. Text messages you're going to actually hear um, on <laughs> very shortly. I asked Allison to do the podcast a few weeks ago. I asked her to do it just before my breakup. And then my breakup happened. And then I realized, oh, I think this is actually a really good time to evaluate that both so that I hopefully don't enter into the same patterns post breakup now and also to just think about how to be a decent fuckboy because being a fuckboy is not necessarily a bad thing but there's a way to do it that is douchey and there's a way to do it that's ethical just like it's not bad to be a dom or to want to jump into kinky sex right away but there's an ethical way to do it and there's a way that's abhorrent. And let's go ahead and and get to me with Allison. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Slightly nervous only because, uh, you know, it's not like, again, we, we went out, what, like a couple times, right? It wasn't anything. We went out once. Once? It, was that really only that one time? It was literally that one time. You brought me home on the first date? Look, what was that about? No. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I looked before I contacted you. To do the show, I, I was looking through the. I like to sometimes reorient myself. Okay. Be like, what was that about? Why that thing? I was, you know, I remembered. Oh yeah, like she cut that off, and they're like, because if you look at the final conversation, mm-hmm. it's fine. It seems like, oh no, there's no hard feelings there. But then you look, and and sometimes you may, and you actually were concerned you were overreacting. And I think if you only saw the last conversation. One might think that. Okay. Until you scroll up higher. God. And you just be like, oh, who is this fuckboy supreme? Yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I read the conversation before that. I was like, oh, that's like Billy at peak fuckboy. <clears throat> not not my best look. So, yeah. I <laughs> And now that I am recently out of a breakup, uh, like less than two weeks. Okay. Uh, and I have a lot of text messages telling me I'm a sociopath and a narcissist and lack empathy. I thought it was a perfect time for me to talk to someone who I know I definitely wasn't great <laughs> um, with. So I thought I'd uh, give Allison a call. That's me. That's you. So <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah. And uh, and hello after it's been about like what two and a half years or so. Probably yeah. Mm-hmm. How has life treated you? Um, life's been a bit up and down, especially recently. I just moved because my roommate was crazy. What kind of crazy? 
like accuse me of being like a lying, filthy sociopath, cheater. narcissist. Me too. Yeah, no. like <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is happening to everybody. But yeah, I just like I didn't feel comfortable in my apartment anymore, and um, thankfully a family friend had a room open, and I've relocated to Dimas Park, and it's like super great over there, and it's where I first lived in Brooklyn. So um, things are coming sort of full circle. Good for you. Okay. Yeah. Things going all right. And uh, and are you dating anyone? I am not. No? Single AF. Why Why so single AF? By um, well, I mean, I've only had like one real relationship. Really? And oh. um, there have been like guys here and there that I've like gone on dates with or hooked up with, but um, nothing like long lasting. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's certainly not me. I only made it one date. So that's... Uh... <laughs> Do you find uh, in the New York dating scene like you get to just be a lot of one day one offs? Yeah, I think it's a lot of one offs. I think I'm someone who I've always wanted the commitment and I've wanted the one person to connect with and do things with. And I think a lot of dating in New York is casual or people are always trying to find the next big thing, sort of. Um, straight guys are trying to sort of find the next better, you know, slimmer or sexier or funnier thing. Um, and I don't feel like I assume you mean like competing? a person, right? Like, yes, yeah, yes, okay, cool. yes, a human being. Really, like, you know, I'm ditching her for that new TV. That's, yeah, yeah, okay. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think I put myself out there, and it's not well received, and I don't know why. And that's okay, though. Like, I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to find a relationship that works for me when it's time. And um, until then, I'll keep going on single one-time dates and uh, kissing frogs and trying to find a, a good dude. Kissing a lot of frogs. A lot of fucking frogs. A lot of frogs in this city. <laughs> well, what? And sometimes I feel sometimes I feel silly having on the women I've only gone on like one encounter with. And I actually do now, you know, now years in the show, I usually try to avoid the people who don't have as much context with me. But I do feel... Like again, reading through the text, I was like, there is there maybe something here to take a look at. What was your I guess do you remember your first impression of me at all before I <laughs> did the things? I think so. We went out on a date for drinks, yeah. like sort of near my neighborhood. And I think you got there a little late. And then um I don't think you really like the place I picked. <laughs> At least I had that impression. Nope. But then uh, as we like as we went on, you were very funny. Um, you like were very complimentary. And that was very sweet. I thought that was very sweet. Mm. And I felt very comfortable talking to you, especially about, you know, sex and experience and things of that nature. So like all in all, I would say it was like a good date. And that's sure. like, part of the reason I brought you home. So. And then after... And and no one who who cares about the the what happened when you brought me home. Yeah, no one, the no one wants door. to hear the triple X details. <laughs> Plus, anyway, that's bonus content. Don't you know better? Uh, that's but you know afterwards, trying to get together again. I think mm-hmm. we both were like, oh, that's good. But I, you know, do you remember at all how I conducted myself? There, there was some sort of mention, if I remember correctly. I think we might be able to to look at the the playback, mm-hmm. but um. I remember feeling like I feel like you were like at a person's place that you had hooked up with and you were asking where my place was because you were trying to figure out if it was on your way home and was convenient enough to swing by to fool around. I really hope that's not what it was. I th- I hope 
that because I remember the trains was like a, such an integral part. Yes. <laughs> texting. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, I thought it was something along the lines of like trying to figure out what was a convenient place to be at, like my train going to work. I think I was trying to find someone who's like, because like someone who's on my train where I can sleep over and then go to work in the morning. But we can go to the tape. We can go to the tape, aka the screenshots. I have, I've brought up screenshots. If this doesn't go back far enough to find them, then uh, I do have my phone, but. And, and this is weird, but just real quick, like, do you delete text messages? Yes. People think it's weird when, do you think it's weird I don't delete texts? I think it's a personal preference personal and preference. I don't care. Sure. Some people think it's odd that I don't delete shit. And I go like, well, we have this, like, these computers in our pockets where, like, it doesn't, you just have added inf- infinite almost uh, text messages c- keep stored there. I come from, like, having my flip phone where I literally had to delete text messages after a certain period of time. To make room for new, t- I would have to delete numbers okay. to take new numbers. Oh man! Which, when I was like twenty to twenty-three, um, would actually end up being a thing. I would get, I would like say to someone at a bar who was like picking me up, and they'd be like, "Oh, let me give you my number." I'd be like, "Oh, you know, we gotta actually, let, we gotta delete someone. I don't have space." I only am allowed 250 contacts, so let's go scroll through and figure out which of the 17 Amandas I know in my life. Not all of them, you know, intimately. Just Amanda's a common name. It's like, which one should we delete? Uh, And then they would find that flattering. Uh, (laughs) It's not the most fond memory I have of myself. But so I I never thought it was weird. So sometimes I'll bring up a text message that's like five years old or like three years old. And people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? what? I don't know. Well, why, think, why, do, why do you delete texts? Well, I delete them because if I'm scrolling through my texts and I see the name of someone that I not necessarily had a falling out with, but that I like am no longer involved with or invested in, sometimes it can sort of be a reminder of, you know, those things. And then there's like the dwelling and I'd rather not dwell. So I simply remove it from my like field of text vision um and then i like open up my inbox to new opportunities sure it sounds super sexual but it's not meant to (laughs) i'm opening up my inbox that's why i call my pussy Uh, i i love i love a good dwelling i keep my uh the the cute accusations of being uh, a sociopath is like my favorite thing to scroll through these days that's yeah i don't i don't (laughs) like to dwell on those things so much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, what are you like a healthy person? How dare you? Yeah, you know, like therapy's been a cool thing. So I, I, I'm apparently supposed to try that one. <laughs> I recommend everyone try it. It's not for everyone, but I found mm. it beneficial. So let's let's go through these. Do you want? Do you think we should read these out loud? Do you want time alone with these? Uh, what What do you What are you feeling? Um, I at initial <laughs> glance, I think I'd like a, I'd like a moment alone. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna step outside. This is this goes all the way down to right before I asked you to do the podcast. So this will have Everything. all the way fr- from this moment forward. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go leave the room, and I take it in, but like verbally take it in. So I think you had mentioned, oh, I want maybe like take some notes if yeah. I can <laughs> instead of taking notes, like do the notes out loud. Okay. okay, I will. I will try my best. And by the way, I don't do reverse scrolling. I do if I want to go down, I'm scrolling down because I'm old school like that. Okay, people think I'll that's just. I'm just gonna funky. use the arrows. Well, that's that's way that's way uh, analog. That's super old school. Are you judging me? No, I was just trying to defend <laughs> myself for people who don't 
who hate on me for not using the intuitive scrolling. Oh, whatever. I'm like, it's not an iPhone. It's a, it's a laptop. Okay. I'm not here to judge. Pour water. I'm going to step out and get my fucking face out of the room. And uh, just like give me a shout when you want. Uh, I'm just going to come back in in like two or three minutes. Be, be open. I didn't get, I, again, remember, be open, be honest. You know, be, um, have, have natural reaction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be open and be honest. But at, at first I'm glance, at, all. at first glance, I'm... I'm sort of just rolling my eyes. Um, yeah, he, kind of an asshole. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so even before I'm realizing, even before our first date, he sort of made comments about how no one was available for a hookup. Um, even though he was talking to me, someone he would potentially hook up with, and I personally did not find that to be the most flattering thing. Um, we just had a just a, a momentary visitor walk in. Don't mind my uh, huffing and puffing. So yeah, so I realize that there's sort of like this. Um, there's already like this weird vibe, but then we decide to still get drinks, and then we went out for drinks, and that was cool, and. Now I get to the part with the trains, <laughs> which is going to be hilarious to relive. So just like not the most thoughtful, potentially. Oh, here, here, here's the one that got me. The text from Billy. Uh, I'm about to be dumb overworked, though, through the new year. So I was seeing if any of my partners lived off the blank blank train because then i could totally schedule some sleep over dates thus my inquiry with you to which i pondered and questioned goodness how many of us are there so um yeah i think we were just sort of on different pages of what we were looking for and he was looking for very casual multiple partners and as i mentioned earlier i was not you know really sort of on board with that and um yeah I think that's sort of where things um, like derailed, I guess. I don't know. And then I sought clarification, which I'm glad I did. And it, at first glance, if you only saw the last part of our texting, you would think that maybe I overreacted. But um, yeah, I sort of just explained that, you know, I wasn't this, you know, place on a map to come and fuck and then leave out of convenience. Because I, you know, want more than just convenient sex. How are we doing over here? I, I think you can join. I didn't get through everything. Did you get, where, where are you at? Um, where, I, where are you at? Hi, I, everyone. I'm back. He's back. Uh, we also had a, a, a roommate interruption. I hope oh, you don't mind. No, nah, not at all. Did some dish stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, so I got to the point where I said that we should talk about... Uh, sort of what was on my mind and what had bothered me about our conversation about the trains. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Uh, oh, God. So, um, no, I mean, like... I want to throw my age in as a defense, but that's not going to work. Um, why would that... Wait, why would that even come up? Oh, I don't know. I like to, I like to blame youth 
as an excuse for being shitty. But, but I'm uh, younger than you. Exactly. That's so why I've got I'm, no excuses. You have no excuse. No. At least not with me. Typically, I'm saying typically I like <laughs> to throw that out there. Okay. I just know that I can't. Okay. Which so, is uncomfortable. That's all right. So I get to this point in the texting where like we'd clearly gone on a date. Well, even before we were going on the date, you had made reference to like multiple partners, which that's totally fine for anyone to do, but it wasn't what I was looking for at the mm-hmm. time or even now. Um, so to like hear that, I was initially like a little put off, but I was like, this is his whole thing. Like, let me go on this date with him. Like, maybe it'll be fun. It's a learning experience. You know, maybe we hit it off. So then we go on the date and then there's this, there's this text message somewhere sort of up here about like, I'm trying to figure out who lives off of this train or that train so that I can get to work. Um, And I'm trying to figure out which of my partners, multiple partners again. Hey, everyone. I fuck. I want everyone to know how much I'm fucking. Yeah. He's just he's fucking the whole town, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah. I can't find the text right now. But um, yeah. So like it. No, I think right. you live off the A. Hey, there. No, the G. And then I said, how do you get anywhere? Which is a valid question. Which it's not. The G. The G connects to the F, the A, the C, the L. When it decides to show up, it's like a deadbeat father. It's the second most efficient train in the city after the F. Mm. Okay. I've never liked the G train. When we were moving into this place and looking, one of the roommates, Steve, was like, oh, Billy, this place looks cool and it would be fun to live off the G. I was like, it would not be fun to live off the G. The G is the best. Mm-hmm. Said by people who live off the tree. Okay, uh, but then you say, uh, "I'm trying to find the thing that." But I'm about to be dumb. Over- That's the one. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I need three trains to get somewhere, but I don't mind. How's your week been? Uh, quick deflection. All right, now it's overthink. Uh, oh boy. Here but it is. I'm about to be dumb over work through the new year. I half expected the next words to be. I'm so overworked from all the fucking I'm doing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, guys. I'm about to be dumb overworked through the new year, so I was seeing if any of my partners, because remember, I fuck. He fucks a lot. Uh, lived off the AC, because then I could totally schedule some sleepover dates. Thus, my inquiry. And I know you're both horny and cuddly. And the first word response. Goodness. How <laughs> many of us are there? Oh, gosh. Uh, and then what do I... Then I try to downplay it. Like, oh, it's not like I'm getting laid multiple times a week or anything. Except that's exactly what you were suggesting you were doing. Because you're fucking everyone. Mm. So, uh... Yeah, so there was just this disconnect in what we were both looking for, and... And I was also at, like, a... But this isn't even, like, normally <laughs> how... I, I don't think this is normally how I even interact. Uh, I have no excuses, uh, but Jesus. Yeah, it was just... It was a... This is, this is amidst was a the, bad uh, text. <laughs> the Ella Dawson uh, incident that, that some listeners may remember, and... Uh, Tell us more. Nah, it's just when I got into like a big thing on Twitter and then I, I just I was an asshole to everybody for like several months. Got it. And uh No yeah. excuse. No excuse. Okay. More an explanation. Okay. 
People go like, that's not an excuse. I was like, I didn't say it was. I'm just explaining it. If so, you know, sometimes people ask, like, why would you do that, that terrible thing? And then you say why. They're like, that's not an excuse. And you're, like, you're like, you asked me why. Yeah, I'm explaining. Yeah. Um, but Sometimes that, it's good to preface. This is not an excuse. I'm simply explaining. Sure. That's that empathy thing I'm supposed to have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That one's important. As that I've, one's really important. As I've been learning recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the, that's the really bad one. And so, and so where, where, where were you at? You were at the, like, when you finally decided to share. Yeah. So I like got to this point where I was like, Hey, like, I'd like to talk about this. And I like pointed out that I like soup. I wasn't like necessarily feeling myself. Like I, I thought I was maybe overreacting. So I wanted to preface that. Um, because I think I had these expectations and these like delusional expectations, like, Oh, we're going to go on this date and he's going to think I'm great. And then we're just going to date and it's going to be fine because like, that's what a girl fresh out of college living in a new city is but, thinking. But isn't that what we all think when we go on dates where we think there's a connection? I mean, I've gone on dates where I'm thinking, this person's hot. I don't know if there's going to be a connection, but they're clearly very sexual. Like, maybe we'll fool around. But when we go on, like, a date, don't we all hope that it's going to be a date where we connect and go, oh, my gosh, I am going to fall madly in love with this person eventually? I think a lot of people feel that way. That's what we want. Yeah, I, I think the, most, I think most people at the end of the day, at minimum – are seeking connection of some sort. Um, I have a friend who's like exploring polyamory for the first time. And so I'm trying to keep that in mind as well. Like you were saying multiple partners and like, that's an okay thing too. But I am of the like mindset that like, I want to go on a date. I want to try and hit it off with someone. I want to keep pursuing it and just like on a one-on-one basis. Um, And that just like, wasn't what was going to transpire between us at this point in time. Now, how often have you had to have this type of conversation? The, Hey, like I'm not, you know, cause you, you kind of leaned into it hard. Like you almost made it seem like this cancer diagnosis (laughs) conversation we were going to have. You're like, Hey, like, can we have a talk? You know, rather than just be like, hey, you know, like, I, I think you're just trying to get laid and I'm not looking for that. And, you know, peace out. But, you know, yeah. take care. You kind of were. It was, a, it was a big thing. Not that it was wrong or bad. Just, yeah. So is that normally how you break things off with people? or? Um, I don't think I've had like this thorough of a conversation with anyone. But I think the reason that I felt comfortable to do it was because like on our date and during our hookup, I felt very comfortable to talk about things and you seemed very comfortable to talk about things. Um, and so I felt like if anyone was gonna get where I was coming from, like I didn't think I was gonna, like my words were gonna fall on deaf ears. And it's not often that these, I think these types of feelings that I was expressing are often like fully heard and understood by the guys that I go on dates with. Do you have friends who feel do – do you feel like other p- women feel similarly? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends are, like, in relationships or are, like, single and not dating or, like, single and dating but are more um, – Cash. Don't say yeah, like, casual. Yeah, I just – I think I, I don't have a very casual approach to dating. And – like, I take things, like, very personally. Like, I'm very invested. I'm very sentimental. Um, and I bring all of that, like, and all of myself, like, into a first date. And maybe that's, you know, like, unwise or maybe it's hopeful. But that's what I do because I hope to find someone who does that sort of same thing when they're coming to the table for a date. Um, so, 
Does, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. So you're basically like, so normally you don't always go into the big long thing because you think it's, they're not even going to He's gonna not going to give a shit. It's like, oh, like I can't get in her pants. Bye. Like, and just checks out. But sure. like, I felt like we had had like this fun date and then like we'd had this fun hookup and then like you had expressed interest in like making it happen again. And I didn't want to just be like, boy, bye, because A, I think that's rude. And B, I wanted to make sure like you knew where I was coming from. So like maybe in the future it could be like, oh, like I I don't make it like super explicitly clear that I'm like trying to find someone to f- who's along the train I mean, like on I my said, way to get to I, work. I can definitively say I have never said that, that uh, go- to See? anyone. So, so like lesson learned and like I'm glad I had that conversation <laughs> with you. But, but but you know what do you think someone owes someone uh in in a, a breaking off cuz a lot of people normally would just ghost. Yeah. I think that's the typical I'm thing. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm I'm working around it. I now have a te- a template text message. Shut up. I like because I like I feel like a few years ago probably like around the time I was like I saw you mm. I was like going on like a lot of dates. And then, you know, sometimes guys would not say anything. Sometimes guys would want to go on a second date. And I, like, didn't know what to say. And I didn't want to lie because, like, I feel like that's bad karma for dating. Like, if I lie about not liking this guy or liking this guy, it's going to come back and bite me in the ass when I get married or something. I don't know. It's stupid. But, um, yeah. So, I I was recently talking to a guy. Um, I, like, met him on Tinder. He was living in a different state that I had visited. And that's when we matched. So we were talking and talking and talking. And then it got to a point where I realized for a few different reasons, it just wouldn't work out um, for the type of thing I was looking for. And so I like drafted up this whole message and I thought it, it made a lot of sense. And then I even sent it to my best friend. And I was like, does this like clearly convey that like you're a good person and like while this has been fun, I do not see this moving forward anymore. And I think it best that we cut off communication. And mm. she was like, yeah, this makes sense. And then I sent it and the guy was bewildered and was like, what do you mean? You just said we're having fun. So why can't it keep being fun? This, that and the other. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Stop making me justify my decision. Yeah. So and it's like fun, you know, sex. That's what I mean by fun. I mean sex because if you say sex, that's bad. But I could say fun. We were doing fun. Well, we weren't do. I mean, we weren't having sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I'd never even met him. Oh. Yeah. No. Exactly. So it's like this okay. isn't even a person that I've met. So I'm just trying to be like we've been talking. We were sexting. Like I won't sure. lie. Like there were some like there were some pictures. There were some words. Okay. Um, which was very fun. But, like, when push came to shove, it was, like, I don't foresee myself, like, pursuing, like, a romantic relationship with this person. And that's what I want. So why am I going to continue to invest, like, time and energy and effort into something that isn't the end goal that, like, I'm looking to achieve? Mm. And so I was trying to be polite and not ghost him. And um, and <laughs> and he was just, like, he was very upset. <laughs> Yeah. And he like made an implication that like he was basically going to get wasted. And I was like, that's horrible. But like, I can't. Your body, your choice. Do your Your body, your choice. (laughs) Yeah. Like not wise, but like, you know, like your choice. And then he recently reached out saying, hope you're doing well, to which I did not respond. Which is always means if you would like to go back to what we were doing, 
<laughs> but like, I don't want to do that. So have you used this like breaking it off template since then? No. Um, you have it. I have it. And do you plan on using it again in the future? I think I might make a few edits, but like... You know, you personalize it. It's like when you do cold calls. It's like, basically. it's always a copy and paste, but you have to edit the first oh couple God, of lines. Oh my I feel like I'm a cold-hearted bitch, but I promise I'm trying to be nice. No, no, that's good. <laughs> I find that to be efficient, but you throw a couple things that personalize it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can, we, can we hear the, the oh template? Uh, you can't tell me you got a template oh breaking God. it okay. off message okay. and then not deliver. I hope I, I hope I have it. I hope I didn't delete it. Let me look. Well, that's the, the whole point of the template. I'm pretty is, uh, sure I to have keep it. it for future you. I, <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I could also go. I do have that person's text. Oh, I it's see. How, I see how it is. I see how it is. I also, <laughs> I would like to put it on the record that I have had a new phone for a few months, so like old conversations don't carry over anyway. You're fine. So okay, here it is. May, may I? May I? May, or would you prefer? May I? Okay. Because then there's it. like. A, a next part and a next part that were oh. like other drafts that needed to be sent to the best friend. <laughs> like, okay, well, I just, I, well, let's see. The, oh, do you have? Wait, so is this all that you have all the drafts in like a notepad? Thing? I literally have a note. You can glance. I have a note. So like, I sent can this, we, and then I had to send this to his response, and then I had to send this. Yeah, to but him. that all was like in response to his whiny bullshit. I exactly. want to know what, what I want to hear the template for just the, trying to the, the thing that he should have just gone okay, okay. To take care. T-T-Y-L. Be well type of thing. Be well. I'm going to go get drunk now. Bye. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Take notes. Yep. Get your notepads ready, everyone. I like you and I've had fun with you and want to be straightforward to be fair. I don't think continuing talking is something I should be focused on at this point in time. I'm sorry if you feel I've wasted your time and hope you find the right girl for you soon. Mm. I feel like I feel like that conveyed... That like you're a good person, like you're nice, but like you're not the one for me. That's a, that is a fair text. To which he then responded with some whiny nonsense, and then I was like, "Am I doing the right thing?" And it's like, "Yes, like he's not the guy I'm gonna like be with, so like I need to just chop off, move on." Yeah. So and what and what's always and this is on you know regardless of gender, what when you end things off, what's always typically the response but why what did i do why can you please like give me a nice big long essay about why i suck so i can self-flagellate and like i definitely could have done that because there were definitely things but i also who's got time for that also like who has time but like i don't like being the one to like point things out like that like i like making people feel good oh so so this was like uh, a very uh, unique situation for you (laughs) yes (laughs) yes well like my intention in texting you what we had talked about like wasn't to make you feel bad i yeah which like i don't think you did i only felt bad in retrospect when i looked at it myself yeah so like in the moment i was i think i was speaking for myself and trying to like get I was trying to get something out of that conversation mm-hmm. and I like I haven't like thoroughly read all of it so I don't know necessarily what that is right now well you got kind of um, emotional at one point in it I don't know if you got that far down I didn't I got oh. to that big one and then the the I, I sort of felt just scroll level. up a little okay um no yeah go back down I yeah lied. this is the Tony, want to talk or you want to type? And then this is your big long one. Yeah. But then, you know, you say, well, I'm kind of sitting here bawling, which is cathartic, but no, I don't feel any better. And I'm like bawling about me. And you say, no, not about you, but just like 
how I feel. Like I'd prefer not to be simplified to just someone you have sex with. Like it would be nice if you had at least gone through the pleasantries of flirting before asking if I wanted to get together. Yeah. Uh, or left out <laughs> the part about just trying to get with whoever was available. Uh, I, I don't want to be some scheduled appointment to get you off. I guess I'm just not cut out for the casual sex lifestyle. And what I read there is uh, I read a feeling of disrespected. And I feel, and you bawling, I think, I do remember the, like, if you said you were bawling, I, the, I have a faint memory of going, oh, wait, what, something's, What's th- going th- on? something real's happening, yeah. which is a lot of times happens to me. Like, I miss read tone a lot. It's, this- it, it's that empathy thing again. Yeah. That's what it is. Folks <laughs> folks in the peep show will know exactly what I'm talking about uh, from what happened uh, last week. Yeah, like sometimes just it'll take a certain thing that cha- that reminds me. Oh, something real's happening. So like, yeah. you know, when someone was displeased with how I handled a situation in our kick group, it wasn't until it said that they left the chat group that I was like, oh wait, something like real and serious is happening. Ver- you know, before I I don't realize like the severity of the conversation. Got it. And uh, and so that that you know didn't feel good to read because i was like oh shit i think i made someone feel bad yeah that's not that's not awesome yeah you know and and, and i also didn't want you know i i read this and i go like fuck i hope i didn't put someone off of having casual sex at all because just because i was being shit there's ethical good ways to, to have casual sex yeah the way i was doing it was like fuck boy supreme yeah not great it had nothing to do with you being <laughs> bad at casual sex it was me being bad at casual sex I didn't realize. Yeah. Like, I was so new to it that I, like, I thought I wasn't, I guess, like, up to speed with what that should look like. I think our lenses were just different. I think they still are. Yeah. Well, wh- so, where, where's your lens at? I'm still, days? like, really not about the casual sex. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I hooked up with a friend. I slept with a friend um, a few months ago. And then... Um, like a few weeks after that, I had hooked up with like a first date guy, which I had never really done. Um, and, but like since then, I've not seen anyone and I haven't really talked to either of them. And I don't know. It's just like, I want to, I want to be in a relationship that I can have like a lot of great sex in all of the time and then like sex gets boring and like then you explore things and like you keep it interesting and that's great but like i want to do all of that with just like one person i think i would just Mm -hmm. feel like safer and more comfortable that way for sure now but now you had you had fun say with the sexting guy right yeah did you say you broke that off mostly because you just realized like that this isn't like gonna lead somewhere and although it's fun i I don't want to be focusing on fun stuff then if it's not going to be the end goal. Yeah. Or were there other things where like there were other... there are all sorts of good reasons to break that off? There were there were multiple reasons. Mm. Um the distance was a reason, his sort of like living financial situation and by no means do I like want to be a princess, but like he basically shit on me for saying, oh, like, you're moving back to, like, your home state to live with your parents. Like, that's pretty lame. But he he was currently sleeping on his mom's couch. So I was just like, you you can't you can't be a hypocrite. Like, that's not going to that's not going to fly. Oh, he said that to you he about you doing it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, 
it's like i like why are you gonna give me a hard time about like relocating states and like getting settled on my feet mm-hmm. um when you like moved out of your apartment that you and your ex lived in and now you're sleeping on your mom's couch like you can't like make fun of me for that when you're like in the same boat um yeah and he like hated his job but then like also chose not to like try and find a new job and just like was very negative and i didn't have time for that yeah you want more positive people and people are gonna go uh get in a real boat and like just as a hobby uh so he's motivated just as a negative all the fucking time yeah don't date a comedian then holy shit oh good to know yeah nothing but negativity all day every day got it (laughs) just a well of (laughs) self-hatred it's terrible so is marriage like your end goal I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I I can't know that for sure because I haven't been in, like, a long, committed, serious relationship. So I don't know, like, even really what that will look like for me. Mm. But... And why is that? Um, I mean, you can, you can try and get my ex on the show. I, I have done that before. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I and I did that whole groveling, like, why what is happening thing but like also i was extremely i genuinely was very blindsided um we'd only dated for a few weeks even but um so it's not even really a breakup at that point like it's not but also it was like my first relationship and i was like wow like he's really great oh he wants to meet my parents like i didn't ask him that he was like oh your parents are gonna be in town like i'll help you entertain them like we'll go out to lunch he got me like this really nice christmas gift like all of these things i was like Oh, these are like good things. Like I think this in just is... a couple weeks of dating. Yeah, I was like, oh, like maybe this is going well. And then right after New Year's, he was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, I was like, wait, you just like brought me to like your friend's New Year's party. We did dinner with them. You met my mm. parents. Like, I like, what I I just fuck? I just don't understand where this is coming from. Like, I need you to explain because I just I genuinely have no idea. Like, we've never had a fight. Where'd you meet this guy? Um, I met him on OkCupid and then on our first date, I was like, what do you do for a living? And he was like, I work for OkCupid and I laughed in his face because I thought he was joking, but he wasn't. And so I was like, oh, well, that's cool. What do you do for them? And then it was like, I had a lot of fun with him, but then it just like it ended and I don't know, like I haven't met anyone that I've had a connection with, um, who has also like had, wanted to pursue like the kind of thing that I want to pursue. Huh. So that's that's unfortunate. If you know any if you know any cool guys uh, that you know want a, a pretty nice lady <laughs> that just wants to have lots of great sex and like watch movies and maybe adopt a dog one day, that would be great. I mean, I, I feel for you on that. I, I don't yeah. know if I ever told you why I started the show. No. Uh, I started the show when I was like 24 because I had this problem where women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And I wanted to. To date. I wanted a girlfriend. And so you wanted to figure out why women didn't want to date you. Yeah. Oh. So it was How's like, that working out? Well, you know, 200 episodes later. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, you know, got I got dumped about, you know, 10 days ago. So <laughs> doing great. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Do you think that you've learned anything from this journey though some things yeah okay you know the one i say often is like i've learned i'm i'm condescending to partners especially younger partners i have 
whether I've learned it through the show or through the actual dating, like my obsession with needing to be right thoroughly gets in my way. And you know, there's this, this some other stuff. Okay. You know, apparently, you know, uh, where someone lives on a train doesn't fucking matter. Shut your face, Billy. Yeah, like if they're the right person, like you find a way to fucking get to them. <laughs> Not everyone needs to know that people have sex with you. It's okay. It's uh, you know, your uh, high school's over, so it's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, the kids from high school believe you now. It's okay. Uh, so you know, learning some things like that, and okay. it, it's, I'm far from finished. Because I don't know if you've noticed, I am super flawed, so it's just plenty to learn. But it's been, but I, 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 I feel for you on the like still never having that serious relationship, because and and wanting it so badly. Because yeah. I also was like I, and I still do. Like I want someone who's who I have that connection with, who wants to have some awesome sex, who wants to watch movies, who who wants to love me back. Yeah, and that sucks when just all the love you feel is always unrequited. Yeah, because you know, but um. Before starting the show, the only I had one relationship freshman year of college for a year, and that was it. And then everything else was just, hey, no, I just want to keep it casual. Hey, just fuck me. Hey, no, we, I don't really want to go out to dinner. No, I don't want to meet your parents. Hmm. And that, that's not fun. So no. you know, I'm sorry that that's still a thing going yeah. on for you. Just trying to live my best life. Trying to. That's why I introduced myself as single AF. Because <laughs> I definitely want to not be, but... Here we are. What do you think? Do you have like an ideal guy in your head? Uh, well, the one that comes to mind is the one that I just, I told myself I don't have a crush on him anymore, but like I definitely still have a crush on oh, him. Oh, Allison. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. So. Uh, well, what what's he like? Come on, give us an idea. Because look, maybe someone's listening right now. I was like, you know what? Allison sounds great. She sounds super cute. Like, uh, I'm. I can have sex with just her. I can do that whole monogamous movie watching, yeah. uh, date thing. You, you might be right. He, um, he's a teacher. Okay. And he works at the school I work at. So, like, that's how I know him. And super into music. Does some DJ stuff. Does some recording stuff. Has, I think, really good, um, like, judge of character. Um, one of his one of his good friends who I've met is just a gem of a human. And so I think it says a lot, the company you, like, keep with you. And so to know that he has, like, this person who's, like, one of his best friends, who's also this great person, just, like, is a nice thing. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, if you could paint the ideal guy, I mean, is this the ideal guy, or like what what other things might you add or or take away? Um, oh gosh, I just imagine I, when you're single for uh, that that length of time. I I've basically been single my whole life, right? Like, if we really think about and it, and having also been in a sim in a similar situation uh, at one point in time, I you know had an idea of like what the woman of my dreams was like you yeah. know what i mean so i didn't know if you also had an idea in your head if you had a picture i don't have like so much like a physical representation um this might sound silly but like i want a guy whose face i really like like that is the least silly thing you could yeah, fucking say like and like some people are like wait you don't what about like abs or arms or like a butt or like and i'm like none of it like no like I have to spend like 97% of the time I'm like communicating with you in person, like staring at your face. Mm. 
So, like, I would just like the person to have a nice face. The person I have a crush on has a nice face. So, like, there's that. Um, I want someone who, you know, I think, you know, we spend a lot of time at work. And if you come home every day from work and you're miserable, then that's, like, a really hard thing to support a partner in because you see them struggling and you see them unhappy. So, like, having someone who's, like, really passionate about their work and enjoying it or finding a way to pursue work that they love, I think is really important. You want to, you don't want to always feel like you need to solve a problem that you can't really fix. Solve. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't tell someone, well, if you don't like your job, you should just quit it because that's not my place to say. Um, but at the same time, I'm also not going to sit there and like tell you every day, like, Oh, like it's going to get better because like clearly it's not because yeah. you're going into it every day with a negative mindset or maybe it's just a shithole of a job. And like, sometimes that happens and that sucks. Um, and obviously like a lot of people at our age, like in our twenties and even early thirties sometimes don't have their career figured out. So like, I don't know that I expect someone to have it figured out right now, but they have to have sort of a vision of what they want that part of their life to look like. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. What is up? This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. These are the people who keep the podcast moving and grooving and keep a roof over my head and some food in my belly. Shout out right now to E. Campos. I think that's a fake name, and I think you succeeded in in hiding your identity from me. So all I can say is thank you from the bottom of my heart, whoever the fuck you are. Shout out to Kyle M. in Chicago. In Chicago. Thanks for being a supporter. Thanks for being a patron, buddy. Much love. And also a big old shout out to David, the firefighter. You know who you are. He's, he's been putting the peep show on fire with his underwear photos when he's not putting out fires in the real world. Thanks so much for supporting the pod, buddy. And you too be- can become a member of our fan whore community for as little as $1 a month. Did I say $1? Yeah, $1 a month. Gets you access to so many things. Exclusive Patreon-only communities, bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast, a discount to Man Whore Con, and oh so much more. All you gotta do is pledge today at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. And now let's go ahead and wrap up with Allison. Um, must must love dogs. Okay. I know that's super cliche. I want I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the name of a It's the name of a movie. Con- yeah. It to- I haven't seen it. But <laughs> Must love dogs, but you do not have to love the movie Must Love Dogs. Correct. Yes. <laughs> um I'm obsessed with dogs. I have I don't have them on today, but I have dog socks. I now live with dogs with via a roommate and that makes me extremely happy. I volunteer at a shelter and like I just love dogs, so you must love dogs. And oh. um, don't make fun of me when I say I'm like a really picky eater. Like I think I'm a pretty simple person. Hey, listeners, <laughs> stop making fun of me for being a picky eater. You too, Kenzie. Okay, I can, I get, I get shit for like being a picky eater. I only eat Asian food, and I'm apparently a bad That's person. That's not even of a it. big thing, right? I well, don't eat mashed potatoes. I do. I, I had my first mashed mashed potatoes in 2017. 
I'm not okay. And I, I just, and I'm 28 I like years them. old, so I just had them for the first time. I don't like that gritty, like mushy. I don't like that thing. texture. Yeah, see, you get it. I get it. Like I, have, uh, I also don't like a lot of like slimy things. So I don't. I've never liked jelly. So I, I eat peanut butter sandwiches, but not peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, no, I like the jelly. Do you like the jelly? But yeah, you get that. It's so, fine. like I yeah. get it. Yeah, I'm not gonna shame you for not liking jelly. Like your palate both picky eaters how did this not work out i don't know i think it was because you were in your like fuckboy zone i was in fuckboy zone and this is right before i met my now ex-girlfriend who i I dated for almost two years i those text messages from like early november 2015 i met Paige uh the the probably a month later at the christmas hacienda party yeah Paige is not a picky eater that the reason you broke up because you didn't like the food she liked man if only that was the reason <laughs> if only it was that simple if only it was that simple sadly oh. not oh boy allison this is a how how, how you feel how you feel we, we were about four, 45 minutes into this feeling good yeah yeah does this feel like a natural thing to just go and read old text messages with some dude you blew once like years ago yeah Feels pretty normal. <laughs> Maybe not normal, but comfortable. Was there ever a text message you thought you might get because you knew I had the podcast when we went out? I think I I think for a time, like shortly after we had, you know, decided yeah. to not see each other, I was like Oh, like maybe when you when you decided we're not well, we were gonna, yes yeah. when I decided let's not pretend like I was, it was not a week. Uh, it was I was I. all about it. Um so when I decided that I did not want to continue seeing you, uh, I thought that maybe I'd hear from you in like three to six months, yeah. but never did I think like two and a half years later, I'd get this random text message like, hey, it's Billy. Like, can we can we do a podcast episode? Um, but I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here, too. Yeah. I being again, being fresh off a breakup that had a lot of criticisms of me. Uh, I thought what better way to self-flagellate than to go with someone where like, oh, I know I fucked up here, so this one is more clear-cut and I can understand it. Well, I think I think I spelled it out. Quite, quite, quite well. Qu- quite literally. Quite literally. Typed it out. And I'm, I don't even, like, I don't even want, because I have these, after our initial thing of like, you, you know, saying like what you were feeling and not feeling great, look, I'm not even reading them, but like, look how long these big block texts are. And I am nervous. Like, I don't even want to read them because I'm nervous of what the fuck I might be trying to say to in To communicate and reel me back into thinking this is a good idea. Well, I did do that. Uh, and I texted you one more time, like, I think, like, a couple weeks later. Uh, I said something along the lines of... Why do guys do that? I'm going to yeah, ask that question. Because they hold out hope. You just say maybe they changed their mind or maybe there's something to, to keep here. Um so those were like November 1st. So three weeks later, I say, hey, cutie, wanted to give you your space to think. If you want to meet for a drink or a burger or coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I'm really good at watching people drink coffee. Let me know. I hope you had a good week. And then, yeah, I never hear from you, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's, that's that last ditch effort of like, hey, maybe there's something here. And if not, oh, well. Um, yeah, certainly, certainly wasn't going to like harass you every week for yeah. six months or something. But and then yeah, and then I reached out to you, at, you know, while I, while I was out. Where was I? I was in Vegas for that. So this is before the breakup. Okay, so it was just really good timing on my part. Go me. Well, Allison, thank you so much for coming over and chatting with me and 
going down memory lane. Well, thanks for coming over, and uh, and then one, and I do, I do hope you the best of luck in in find a, a fella uh, or fellas who knows what what life will bring you. And, and and I know you said you're moving, and maybe maybe being in a calmer area of the country will uh, will bring that. The only thing that makes me concerned is that you know the, the where you're moving to. I go like, yeah, but then you also have. Like you're gonna move to a place where putting uh, no Trump supporters will be like an actual, actually needed line in the bio. Yeah. Type of thing. Well, I shouldn't just assume that's a thing for you, but is that like a limit for you? Oh yeah, that's yeah, definitely a limit. Right. And so like where you're going, I'm like, oh, but you now have to screen out so much. I have to screen so much. <laughs> well, like I, if it's the first line of the bio, then I think I'll be okay. Hopefully, scares them away. Well, I, yeah. I, I hope it. <laughs> I hope you filter them out real good and find someone great. Uh, Allison, thanks again. One last time, I want you to go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, this is one of those episodes where I can say I learned something. I feel like I genuinely got something out of it. And, you know, just every once in a while, you need uh, someone needs to check you. To be like, hey, Billy, you're being kind of a fuckboy supreme. I'll be like, oh, shit, my bad. Let me go ahead, restart the computer and correct myself. Uh, I'm really glad that Allison, you know, made the time to come on over. That she, she came by and opened up. It's really cool chat. Uh, I would like to know what you thought about this week's episode. You know I always do. Give me a line on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at TheBillyPresita. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast. Let me know what you thought about this week's show. Of course, if you have uh, something longer to say, if you you got a comment, a question, maybe uh, some boobies, you know, you can send any of that on over to ManWhorePod at gmail.com. I hope to see a lot of you at the FanWhore Facebook Live Hangout next week, next Wednesday at 3 p.m., go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page. Search Man Whore Podcast, not Billy Presida. Okay, okay, cool. And last but certainly not least, become a member of my Fan Whore community for as little as $1 per month. Help support the podcast. Help keep this going. Help us reach our stretch goal of $1,000 pledged by April 16th. I know we can do it. Be a part of the solution. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Oh, of course. Uh, sorry, uh, that was a lie. There's one more thing. It's This is the last thing is uh, Con. Go get your tickets, okay? You got super early bird prices are available for a limited time only. Head on over to manwhorepod.com slash tickets. Go get yours today. We're going to have one hell of a time. Enjoy yourselves and stay slutty. Thank you.